it is I, your host, Dharma, also known as The Entertainer, and welcome my guys, gals, and non-binary pals, also known as The Magic Pants Collective. Yes, that's what I'm calling it, because we are fun here, because rainbows are amazing. Now, bring your rainbow butts over here, because we are talking about write what you want to read, draw what you want to see. Here we talk about professional writing and professional digital art, all the tips, tricks, what not to do's, and everything in between about these two creative subjects. And we also talk about a few other things here as well, including, you know, business and how I'm doing personally, and my thoughts just on all sorts of different things and cool stuff. So welcome, and I hope you join the Magic Pants Collective today. Rainbows out! Hello, it is I, Dharma, also known as the Entertainer, also known as Yoda Demi Omni Queen, and welcome back again today. Now I'm gonna be try and be quick today because um, there's a thunderstorm on the way, and we don't want all of the thunder and rain noises. So today we're going to do a trope talk on um, They Came Back from the Dead again, and yeah, so let's get into it. So the first thing of note here is um, character death. Character death um, can go one of two ways. A, it's simply for shock value, or B, it's actually an important bit to the story. There um, I would think there probably is an in-between, but you don't see those most of the time, at least in modern me media. Let's talk about the first one, shock value. Shock value is um, a term in writing for when something is done purely to get a reaction out of the audience, usually a reaction of shock. And so, um, it doesn't typically have any more substance to it other than simply getting a reaction out of your audience, like it, like, um, it's meaning. So, um, a lot of times when somebody says something was done or made for shock value, they usually mean it in a negative way, because in a lot of contexts, doing something purely for shock value isn't really looked uh, highly upon because it's known as a cheap tactic to um, get to your audience and get them to feel something. Like, for example, a character death. You know, give this character like three, maybe five minutes of screen time, get us to know this character a little bit, and then immediately kill them off. Or get a side character that has joined your protagonist throughout most of the journey is you neither you nor your audience is really attached to but still kill them off anyway for that shock value and that was really their only purpose all along now of course um, there are certain contexts where shock value can be good for example in many horror settings um, for example a horror video game where you have that jump scare um, or something of that nature, typically shock value is looked okay upon in those settings. Of course, if it is too forced, like in regular, um, like in other genres of writing, though, it will, it can still get a thumbs down. So, yeah, this is something to keep in mind. Now, obviously, if shock value is a side effect of an actual point in the story, congratulations, you know how to write good. Um, 
but if you're doing something or making a character or having a plot point that simply adds in shock value then you're not that's not good that you 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 need substance to your story more than just reactions from it so now let's look at the other side of this when character death is done for an actual plot reason now there are several reasons for this and i cannot possibly name them all but a few off the top of my head is a for the motive for the motivation of the other characters um b to show that the villain that this new villain or older villain is much stronger than they originally thought or that they think um uh let's see um another reason for a character death could be um in the case of a backstory you know where this is yet again used to help propel the other characters forward or just simply the protagonist there are lots of different reasons why you can have a character die um in any plot really um and usually in a lot of plots characters do die um but you know um it's something w that you've got to keep a leash on that way you're not it doesn't just degrade back into shock value now let's say you have this character die all right let's say it's the end of you know a huge movie and you know you've got your other superhero characters a part of this awesome superhero team and the the leader dies now whether or not the leader was the protagonist um, throughout the story we've seen them do some great things um, some bad things because you know we're all human uh, after all and some okay things you know we've gotten to know them over the course of the story we've gotten to understand this their motives and their personality and now they are dead so what do we do now well there's a few different ways you can go with this the most common way is to bring them back to life now this is usually this is especially important to do for the protagonist because well now there's no protagonist usually the death of a protagonist if it ever even happens it's more likely that they're gonna get a happily ever after of some sorts in the end but in the case of this uh, happening where at the end of the story the protagonist dies um, they're usually brought back for any subsequent sequels or you know um, spin-off shows or whatever um, if there is such a thing. Otherwise, they just remain dead forever because either the franchise died or, for once, the creators have enough control over their franchise to say, this is it, it's over. Which is hardly never, which is hardly ever. So, um, yeah. So, it's one of those things where, you know, if it's the protagonist, that's kind of the end of it. Unless we go with a different route and we have let's say the deuteragonist become the new protagonist now in certain shows slash movies slash whatever we go in between different characters usually the main cast um, which would include the protagonist deuteragonist and um, the main um, the main side characters um, which you know are basically just side characters that are around the most often and the most important out of the other ones so um usually in most modern shows we bounce between them all you know getting to see their different perspectives personalities how they think and all that sorts of stuff it lets us kind of zoom back from the person protagonist's view from so what is solely the protagonist's view for once 
and get a look at the different characters. And plus, usually side characters and deuteragonists become most people's favorite characters because, you know, that's just what happens. It's never the- it's never the protagonist, okay? It's just- no, I'm sorry. Uh, have you seen Harry Potter fans? I'm sorry, but the- the title character is never anyone's favorite. I'm so sorry, Harry. I'm so sorry. Um, but with that out of the way, we can assign, um, the deuteragonist to be in the protagonist's role from now on. Now, of course, it won't exactly be the same after the protagonist dies, and oftentimes, if this is to happen, they'll, um, what the creators will do is they will simply start a new movie franchise slash TV show spinning off the original because, well, the protagonist's dead. It's not exactly the same thing anymore. Um, and I recommend doing this simply because you don't want to falsely advertise for your fans and have them be all like, wait, is my favorite protagonist back? No, it's just the deuteragonist. This is not what I was looking for. You know, you don't... The creators already get enough hate over the simplest, stupidest reasons. Uh, we don't want to add any more reasons for people to be angry. So, yeah. And then another thing, and the most popular thing to do, is to resurrect your protagonist. Now, this is the main point of this podcast, and I know I've gone through all of this other stuff, but I just, um, sometimes you need a little bit of build-up to get to where you need to go. Now, this is by far the most popular way of, in recent times, of continuing the show or franchise or whatever, or just going on to the next season, and that was, and that was an angry cloud. Um, and that is to resurrect the main protagonist. Now, this has become a very overused trope. I'm not saying it's a bad trope. I personally use it for a lot of my own characters. But I try to keep in mind to put my own spin on it. And not just your, uh, your standard, Oh, the character's been resurrected, but wait, they have amnesia! Which isn't even actual real-life amnesia, it's fictional amnesia. And yes, there is a difference. Um, or, maybe, um, the protagonist is back, but, um, they've lost their powers. Or, you know, I try to put my own spin on it. Not that I don't fall into these standard resurrection tropes, because believe me, I do all the time. But just keep in mind, these are things that we've been seeing a lot, especially lately, where in every single show and movie and even possibly book, I haven't re I haven't read a lot of recent books, um, um, it seems like resurrection has kind of become the main thing. And then once people are tired of your standard resurrection, the writers resort to fancy resurrection. Or, you know, like I was saying earlier, the amnesia thing and the you know, possibly coming back a corrupted thing, or coming back as a zombie. That one's not used as much except for in zombie flicks, but, you know, it's still a thing. So, yeah, with the, with the popularization of the resurrection trope comes all the popularization of all of its sub-tropes. So, yeah. There is basically no escaping some amount of criticism for using this trope at the moment. And every single superhero or just action show in general, this happens. Um, whether it is the 
Um, the only thing I can think of to make this um, more interesting is the metaphorical death and metaphorical resurrection. And what this means is basically um, the character, you know, like for example, um, let's say it's that superhero character again, but instead of dying, they got like tortured and the evil bad guy secret lab and you know, it's broken them to the point where they're not the same person anymore. You know, that's the only thing that I can currently think of that isn't used a whole lot when it comes to the resurrection trope. Everything else has been used quite a bit lately when it comes to this trope and its subtropes. And, you know, with the metaphorical death comes the metaphorical rebirth or resurrection where, they, where they're able to come back to, to themselves. Do note it might be jarring if they suddenly snap back to being themselves, so maybe may try and make this more gradual. But, anyways, so, yeah, with the resurrection trope being used so much, it's kind of become an overused thing, and you're gonna get some amount of criticism for just using this trope alone, because it's become so popular at the moment. Um, you know, and a lot of that has to do with the shock value reason. Now, of course, like I said, if you have a legitimate reason within your plot or within your or within the character arcs of your other characters and things for this character to die, then by all means go ahead. I'm not advocating for or against this trope. I'm just letting you all know um, the tangled web that's both around this trope and that comes from this trope, which is more or less just more criticism because it's popular which is not anybody's fault um, it's just one of those things where I think tropes have tropes have phases just like just like any other writing any other writing stuff you know vampires were popular for a while remember those yeah you don't see a whole lot of those anymore do you because that was the phase now we move on to the phase of superheroes everywhere, and don't forget all of the re uh, resurrection tropes, because of course the superheroes have to die. Huh. But, anyways, if you like me and you want to support me in all of my future endeavors, then go ahead and check out the links in the podcast episode description down below. The first link will lead you to my YouTube channel, Horns and Halos, where I do story time, speed paint, video gaming, um, comedy skits, and all sorts of fun stuff that I do every day that just wouldn't fit on a professional podcast channel like this. Please do go over there, subscribe, like, and hit the notification bell because I post at least once every weekend and you don't want to miss out on that juicy goodness when I'm not doing this podcast. Um, the other link is to my Redbubble shop, Rainbow Rhythmic, where the main highlight is my LGBTQIA plus collection where I mainly sell pins. Pins galore! You want a pin? Here's a pin. If you don't see a pin with the flag that you like, it's probably on its way. Woo! So yeah, please go check that out. We have so many pins. We have transgender, intersex, non-binary, bisexual, pansexual, gay, lesbian. Um, we've recently added abrosexual, um, demigender, demisexual, demiboy, demigirl. Um, we have a whole bunch of them. Just pins everywhere. We also um, currently have three shirts. We have one for this podcast that has I Have Magic Pants written on the front with a little um, a little drawing of some trousers. We also have one for the Horns and Halos YouTube channel. And we have one that just says Love is Love. So yeah, 
please do go check both of those out at the very least, and I will be seeing you all in the next one.